Hello and welcome to week eight. This is the Bears Rant Podcast and I am your host, Ken Marshall. Today we will preview the game against the Saints. This is week two of me looking for the positives, so let's see what we can find. Now as a bonus, at the end of this episode, I'm going to play GM a little bit. Tuesday is the trade deadline and I know I'm looking for the positives generally, but because it is the trade deadline, I want to talk about something as a GM. Well, when you think about the Saints, you think about a high-powered passing offense. Well, this year, they are only middle of the road in terms of yards thrown for. They are 14th in passing yards. Now, still Drew Brees that they are facing, but the Bears are number three in opponent passer rating allowed, so this could be a favorable matchup for the Bears. On defense, the Saints are terrible against the pass. The Saints are the second worst team against the pass in terms of opponent passer rating, allowing a rating of 111.6. The Saints have also allowed the second most passing touchdowns, allowing opponents to reach the end zone through the air 17 times while recording only three interceptions. So if the Bears are going to have a get-well game in the passing game, this could be it. Look for the Bears to increase Cole Komet's snaps in passing downs and for them to unleash Darnell Mooney deep. For a team whose two best offensive linemen are going to miss this game and the other three guys are just guys at best, if they take advantage of the pass rush and invite it in, they can throw routes behind it. That should cool off the pass rush just a little bit and allow them to have time to develop the deeper routes to let Komet down the seam and Mooney deep along the sidelines get some big gains for them. That is pretty much where the good news ends for these Bears this week. Let's get to the prediction. The Bears have faced the Saints twice in the last three years, losing both of those games. The Bears are averaging nearly 20 points per game, while the Saints are averaging 30 points per game. I think both teams score below their average, but I believe the Saints win going away. Saints 24, Bears 13. Now let's get to this GM talk. On Tuesday is the trade deadline, and a lot of guys are predicting or spreading rumors, really, that the Bears might go out and acquire some talent. Namely, I've heard names like Matt Ryan and Julio Jones because the obvious thing is the, the Falcons uh, fired both their GM and coach, and they all think they're, they're going to have a fire sale. Well, that's just not true, first of all. The only team in fire sale mode is the Dallas Cowboys, and they're dumping their defensive guys, the high-priced guys that uh, really don't fit the Bears' scheme anyway, and the Bears have a pretty good defense, so they don't need to be buying from them. So what I really want to say is that the Bears have a lot of ground to gain on the offensive side of the ball. They have one really reliable player, Allen Robinson, and they have a lot of lot to make up, especially in the offensive line and quarterback positions. And given that the Bears have so much of their cap space dedicated to the defensive side of the ball, and I'll get to that in a second, they're really going to have to attack that through the draft. So I thought, well, how could they do that? Let's have a little fun and talk about how they might achieve that even though it's not really realistic. But, you know, hey, it's no more unrealistic than these guys that think that they're magically going to go out and get Julio Jones. Next year, 25% of their cap hit is going to go to just two players, Khalil Mack and Kyle Fuller. 
In fact, their top five cap hits will go to defensive players. That joining Mack and Fuller are Robert Quinn, Akeem Hicks, and Eddie Jackson. Those five guys combined are going to be 45.74% of the cap hit for the Bears next year. Mack himself is over 14% of that. Now, these guys have all paid dividends on the field, but to give up nearly half of your cap hit to just five players is difficult to swallow, especially when your offense is playing so poorly. On offense, you need to upgrade the offensive line at at least three positions, and really you need an upgrade at quarterback as well. And to top it all off, the sixth largest cap hit next year is the worst offensive lineman, Leno. I, I can't tell you how much it frustrates me that they went out and gave this guy a second contract when he didn't even really play well before on his rookie deal. So how do you fix that? You've got a large, very large percentage of your, your cap allocated to the defensive side of the ball. So to fix the offense, that means you have to rely on the draft. Well, if you're going to approach it that way, you have to get more draft capital. And I'm not talking about a sixth round, seventh round, fifth round guy, you know, spots. I'm talking about first three round picks. And you need to get multiple of those. How do you do that? Well, to get that high quality pick, you have to give up something of equally high quality. And in this case, I'm thinking, well, you own the rights to Khalil Mack. He's a fantastic player, and he's worth at least everything you gave up to get him. Now, first of all, as a Bears fan, I would love to see Mack retire as a Bear, but the rights to his services are the most valuable trade commodity that the Bears have. They gave up two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and a sixth-round pick to get him. I think that they could get two firsts and a third back, or at the very minimum, I think they could get a first and two seconds back. What I'm doing here is trying to think out of the box, right? The Bears have a really good defense, but the offense is not even subpar at this point. They're they're abysmal. And, you know, I've been thinking maybe they could get to average, but, you know, given that their two best offensive linemen are hurt and how poorly the other offensive linemen are playing and really, honestly, Nick Foles... Other than uh, you know, a couple of occasions hasn't been anything close to what the Bears expected and hoped he would be. So to expect them to, you know, meld together into this competent offense when they haven't been able to do it through the first half of the season um, is unrealistic. So. If you're a GM, you need to have an objective look. And that objective look would tell you that even if you make the playoffs, you're not going to get very far. So you start thinking long-term. How do I get to that spot where we can be um, relevant all season and deep into the playoffs? To do that, you have to improve the offense. To improve the offense, you need more draft capital. To get more draft capital, you have to give up a good player. And that led me to Mac. Now, could it happen? Sure, maybe. Is it likely to happen? No. 
because first of all, to make a trade, you have to have a trade partner, right? The contender needing the most defensive help is the Seahawks, but they run a 4-3. So you'd have to switch to defensive end. Could he? Probably, yeah. But is it a hard sell? Yeah, I think it's a hard sell. And is it hard to sell people on the deal that you, the idea that you need to be in sell mode when you have a winning record? Absolutely. Um, so even if in your heart of hearts you think that this might be the right thing to do, uh, I think it'd be really difficult to do, especially for Pace, given that trading away his most successful acquisition just a few years after acquiring him um, would make him look, you know, really bad, you know, honestly. Um, you know, because as a pundit, it's easy for me to say, yeah, that's what we should do. But honestly, if he actually did pull off this trade early next week before the trade deadline, you know that the press and everybody would be all over him for it. Really, my, my point with all of this is that the Bears need to make significant upgrades at the offensive line position and quarterback next year. And to do that, you've got to get more draft capital. And I was really just thinking about ways to do that. Now, because they started out with such a great record, they kind of played themselves out of being able to make that hard sell that, hey, we need to get rid of good players in order to acquire draft picks. I get it. But you know what? It's always fun to think about this stuff especially when your paycheck and your livelihood and the livelihoods of people that you've hired, you know, don't rely on you getting it right. Anyway, thought it was fun to talk about. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you again after the game.